Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, He will give life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit living within you. We've been talking, we started a series last week uh, at Easter Sunday, and it was, last week was just phenomenal, and it's just so good to see so many of you back. It's great having those of you that are online with us as well. We started a series last week called This Same Spirit, and we talked about, the thing about that happens at Easter every year is we, we celebrate that Jesus died on the cross, and that is wonderful. We need to always remember that. That's what communion helps us remember. We remembered that, uh, how that he come back alive on the third day, he rose from the dead. That is awesome. We can never forget that. And, and so we, we celebrate that at that time of the year. It's like, okay, well, that was then. What about now? Amen. And so what we have to understand is that what Jesus did then was awesome because it provided a way for his Holy Spirit to come and be with us now. You see, had he not done that, he defeated death, hell, and the grave, and he paid the price for our sin, so his, his holy, the Holy Spirit can come and dwell among us now. And I know when I say the Holy Spirit, it's like, what are you talking about, Pastor Jeff? I want to read a passage of Scripture to you, and I want to share something with you. Look what it says in Romans 8 and 11. It says, now the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives where? Amen. In you. That's right. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by, would you read what's underlined here? Let's read it. Ready? This same spirit living within you. So that's what he's saying is that the same spirit that was with Jesus while he was on the earth is when, when he went back to heaven to God, he sent the comforter, the helper, the Holy Spirit to be with us. So you say, well, Jeff, I don't understand that. Good, because I didn't either. When I become a Christ follower, I didn't understand it. And the only Bible that we had, you know, we didn't have, the translation that I had was King James and it said, Holy Ghost. I was like, where's Casper? You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, that's the way I thought. I thought, okay, it's a ghost. I was looking for a sheet or something. I mean, I really was, and that may sound silly to you, but I didn't understand it. But I want to give you the understanding. See, I have this fan here. We shared this last week, and it's something that I want you to always remember. This fan here, you see this fan is, is blowing air, and that air, we call it wind. The wind is blowing, but you can't see the wind. It's invisible, right? You can't see it. You say, well, that's wind, but I say, what does it look like? You say, well, I, I, I don't know. It, it's just there. I see the wind, but I can't tell you what it looks like. You see, the, you see the evidence of the wind, but you don't see the wind. And that's what Jesus said the Holy Spirit is like is that you will never, ever see him in physical form, but you will experience the difference that he makes in your life. Amen? And that's the Holy Spirit. And, and you've got to have the Holy Spirit. You've got to have him. And, and so, uh, so I want to talk to you about that. Uh, matter of fact, Ephesians 5 and 18 says this. It's, it's on your outline. Uh, and as you're watching, please uh, have your outline. He says, look at this. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with what, everybody? The Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. So here's the message today, is don't be drunk on anything 
but the Holy Spirit. Right. You, know, you, ever, you ever heard somebody that, that, like, you know, I grew up around a lot of alcohol in my family, and uh, I remember people saying, oh, don't pay any attention to him because that's the alcohol talking. Anybody ever heard somebody say something like that? That's the alcohol talking. Yes, the alcohol. Well, see, when, you, when, when drunk people are full of alcohol, I can tell you the alcohol talks, right? Because there's going to be a fight break out, right? Because either they're a fighter or a lover, right? Yeah. And so the fighter wants to fight immediately, and then the lover wants to hit on everybody else's wife or, and so her husband, and so there's a fight that breaks out anyways, yeah. right? Yes, that's my, I, I got experience in this area. I know what that's all about. And so... So what I want to tell you is what the, the message is this. The message that Jesus is trying to tell us is this, and, and Paul's trying to tell us the Holy Spirit is this. It's coming on the screen. Look what it is. It says this. Input equals outcome. Whatever you put in is going, is going to affect the outcome. Amen? And so that's what he's saying today. Now, talking about alcohol, I got a story I want to share with you of my experience a couple years ago. Rhonda and I went to the beach, Panama City Beach, and she loves to, Rhonda loves for me to put that tent up and for her to sit up under that tent and read, and she can do that all day. Not me. I can't do that. There's water out there, and it's meant to be someone to get in it. And so I, I, while she's reading, I'll go out there and get in the water, you know, and, and aren't you afraid of the sharks? Well, no. I mean, I won't get in the water. And so... Uh, so anyways, uh, I get in the water about, you know, about here, and I just get out there and bob up and down the waves or whatever, just to just relax and enjoy, you know. And, and, and one Friday, it was Friday of our last, it was like we were staying a week, and it was a Friday. And these, these people out in the water, and all of a sudden they started yelling, look at me, yelled, Fireball Friday. And they yelled, Fireball Friday. Well, you know, when I yelled back, Fireball Friday. And so all of a sudden, across the water, you know, again, they, they'd get closer to me. They'd yell, Fireball Friday. And so I yell back, Fireball Friday. I'm having fun. You know, I'm out there by myself. I'm having fun. I'm talking to somebody. And finally, they come over. They got red solo cups in their hands. And they come over to me, close to me, and said, Fireball Friday. <laughs> and at that moment, I understood what was going on. I did not know about Fireball, okay? I had no idea about Fireball. Fireball Friday, I found out, is an alcoholic drink, everybody, all right? So I had no idea. I was like, no, that's all right. No Fireball Friday for me. So the Bible tells us about our nature and why you need the Holy Spirit. You used to go, because you say, like, I don't know why, it's like, now what? Why do I need this? Why do you need the Holy Spirit? Well, here it is, right here. He's about to call us all out and tell you who you really are and who I really am. Here you go. Look what he says, Galatians 5. He says, the sinful nature wants to do what, everybody? Yeah. Okay, that's talking to you. I'm talking to you. All of you that, you know, I know many of you, like my wife, Rhonda, who seems like never done anything wrong in life, I want to tell you that. So for those of you, evil's there. You want to do it too. All of us want to do evil. Let's just go ahead and admit it, right? Yes. We all want to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. Amen, everybody? The Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the simple nature desires. Look at this. These two forces con constantly fighting each other so that not, uh, so you are not free to carry out your good intentions. In other words, that old saying, you know, the angel on his shoulder, devil on his shoulder. Well, that Bible saying, well, that concept just seems somewhat true because there's a war on the inside of us. Yeah. You see, because let me say this before I read on, is that 
the good in you is a God in you. And the enemy doesn't want that to come out. And so the Holy Spirit's having to try to bring out that good in you. And, and let me just tell you something. Everybody in here has got some good in them. We just got to have God to bring it out, the Holy Spirit to bring it out. Amen? I believe that. I believe that. He goes on and says this. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are going to be very clear. In other words, for everybody, everybody here, this is what's going to happen to you if you just follow what you want to do, okay? And this is what's going to happen. Sexual immorality, impurity, lust, pleasure, lustful pleasure, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dimensions, uh, uh, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these, okay? So these are all sins. Let me tell you something. You know, we think that we can vote away our problems. Let me tell you something. You can't vote away a sin problem. Let me say it again. You cannot vote away a sin problem. We think, well, you know, what's wrong with our country today? What's wrong with our world today? We just need somebody else to lead us. No, 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 no. We need a, a repentance of heart, and we need more. Of the, we need the Holy Spirit to lead us. Amen, everybody? We need the Holy Spirit. We're always looking, well, the next election, the next election. Let me tell you something. The next, it's not going to change it. Until you change the heart, nothing's going to change. That's why I'm not a politician. If I thought changing laws would, be, would help people, I'd be a politician. But laws don't change people, amen? amen? Only the Holy Spirit can change people. The heart, changing the heart changes people. All right. So we go on and he, so he said this. He said, other sins like these. Let me tell you again as I, as I have before, that anyone living, let's just circle that word living, anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's why we have to teach people the truth is because we cannot inherit the kingdom of God if we're living this. There is a difference between living and committing a sin, everybody. Because when I just read that to you, everyone of us went, oh my God, I'm done. You know, I'm done. I just well quit right now, right? Because every one of, listen, when you look at that sin, list of sins that I, that I just said, every one of us in this room have, have committed one of those somehow, some way. Would you agree with that? Every one of us. There's not one of us in here that hasn't done something. Outburst of anger. You see what I'm saying? I mean, he, go, he goes through it all. But I'm saying if you live, if you're living a life, that is reverse of what God wants you to do. He said, if you choose to say, I know what the Bible says, but I'm going to do this anyways. Well, the moment that you start living by your buts is a moment that you no longer can say, okay, I, can, I want to be a part of the kingdom of God. Right. You can't live and say, I know what the Bible says, but say, I'm going to do this anyways. No matter what God says, I'm going to do that. That's called rebellion. Right. It's called rebellion. So anyways, he goes on. So that's not what we want. So living that life, when we live that life, that life brings what? Pain, shame, and regret. Anytime that you do what you want to do, you naturally want to do, in the end, that's what you're going to get. You're going to get shame, regret, and pain. Pain, shame, and regret. That's what's going to happen. It's going to come your way. Now look what Jesus, here's the answer right here. But the who? The Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Here we go. This is what everybody wants. This is what everybody wants. Love, 
joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. So what he's saying is the life that you want, you will only get it through the Holy Spirit. You're never going to get it by going to the parties. <laughs> you're never going to, you're never going to get it by hanging out with that, with, you know, having a, having a, 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 a new relationship, a, a new affair or, you know, anything like that, you know, a new drug, a new drink. It just doesn't come that way. I want to tell you something, that new boyfriend or girlfriend will not bring you the peace that you hope they will. Matter of fact, they're probably going to bring you a little more tension in your life. Amen. And so what I want to try to say is the life that you want, everybody wants love. Oh, we just need to be more, we need to get along better. Well, how can we be more loving? Yes, and that only comes through the Holy Spirit. We need more joy. That only comes through the Holy Spirit. We need more goodness in this world, right? That only comes through the Holy Spirit. You can't drink it, drug it, buy it, sell it. You cannot. It's the Holy Spirit. Amen, everybody. I know, you know, I know. You know, when I was a teenager, they said, hey, take some of this and you'll be good. You know, no, 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 that didn't make me good. It made me bad. It made me bad because I had no self-control once I took that, right? No, 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 no. I would do things that was bad. Don't look at me like that. You know you drink it and it messed you up too, right? And so I'm just trying to tell you, you know, Miller time's not always a good time. All right, just, I just, I don't know. I guess you can't handle this, but it's the truth. So here's what we say. You ready? On the screen, here it is. You ready? Come on. Input equals outcome. What you put in is going to affect what comes out, right? It's going to affect it, all right? Here we go. So the question that we have here is this, is that how to stay filled with the Holy Spirit? How do you stay filled with the Holy Spirit? What I want to talk to you about today is the fundamentals, you know, like uh, the fundamentals of education, reading, writing, arithmetic. You know, the fundamentals of sports. We talk about the fundamentals. We got to get the fundamentals down. Well, there's some fundamentals to your faith that you have to keep down in order to stay filled with the Holy Spirit, right? If not, you'll be filled with another spirit. Amen. Amen. And so here they are. The three things I want to share with you is this. How to stay filled with the Holy Spirit. Number one, pray daily. Pray daily. As you write that down, pray daily. I want you to understand the guys, this guy, Simon Peter, who was Jesus, like told Jesus, I'm going to be here with you to the end, Jesus. You know, I'm never going to leave you. Well, we know that when Jesus was, you know, being taken to the cross, he denied him three times. But something happened after Jesus, uh, after Jesus died on the cross and was raised from the dead and Peter received the Holy Spirit. Simon Peter received the Holy Spirit. Guess what? All of a sudden he was a wimp and all of a sudden he became a man where he was weak and he, he couldn't even say I was belong to him. Now we see him out after Jesus has, has gone back to heaven. Now we see him with this boldness he never had before. He was bold and he began to speak about Jesus everywhere. And they said, listen, if you keep talking about Jesus, we're going to arrest you. You. We're going to beat you. We're going to put you in jail. You know, we're going we're gonna to do you in just like we did Jesus. But look what happened as he prayed. As they prayed, it says this. Their, their prayer was this. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servant to speak your word with what, everybody? Great boldness. That takes the Holy Spirit to speak God's word with boldness. He says, stretch out your hand to heal and perform miracles, signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And notice this. What's these next three words? After they pray. You see, see, a lot of things don't happen in your life until after you pray. Amen. He said, after they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken and they were filled. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God. How? 
boldly. You got to have, you got to have the Holy Spirit to help you speak up when you need to speak up. Amen. You got to have the Holy Spirit to do that. It was Jesus. Jesus prayed before he went to the cross. You understand that? He was in the garden of Gethsemane praying. The Bible said his sweat become like blood. Why? Because he was praying intensely to the father. And I want you to know before he could stand before Pilate and before he could stand before men, he had to bow before the Father. And I want you to know that before you will ever be able to stand before people, you got to bow before God. Amen. And if you don't, and if you don't bow before God, you end up bowing before people and you'll be doing things that you wish you had not done. And you'll be talked into stuff you wish you'd not done. But I'll tell you, if you want to stand before people, you bow before God and you make it a daily habit to bow before God. And it's amazing how it'll give you wisdom to stand up and say what you need to say on your workplace. He'll give you what you need. In your classroom, he'll give you what you need. In your marriage, he'll give you what you need. Amen. With your parents, he'll give you what you need. When you can have the Holy Spirit of God, everybody. You see, it's that boldness. It's that boldness. When you bow before God, you can stand before people. And, that, and see, you did it. You did it. I want to say thank you. You did it. You know why? Because you stood and you asked people to come to Easter service on campus live with us. And I want you to know that we had over 1,200 people on campus last Easter weekend. Can you say praise God for that? Hallelujah. That's the most we've had since, since COVID happened. I want to say thank you so much. But it's not just the fact that 1,200 came. It's what happened to the 1,200. I want you to know that there were over 20 of them that gave their lives to Jesus Christ for the very first time. Hallelujah, everybody. Hallelujah. Isn't that awesome, everybody? We had 50 first-time guests last week. It was amazing. And then guess what? Over 60 people have signed up to be baptized next week. We're going to have a party. Yes, we're going to have a party. And so what I, what I want you to do is that maybe, you know, you haven't been baptized or you haven't been, we said re-baptized. And so if you want to do that, I'm going to be in the water next week. Somebody said, Pastor, with 60 people, you're going to come out all shriveled up. I said, that's all right. I can preach with shriveled hands. So I want, to, I want you to join us. So we only have space in our 9 and 12 o'clock service. So go ahead and sign up now. Uh, check that box in your connection card. I would love to baptize you. I would love to personally baptize you this, uh, this year. So go ahead and, and check that on the box. Let's do it. Matter of fact, and, and if you encourage somebody to do it, you give me 20, I'll hold them down a little longer. <laughs> Look what he says. Look what he says. So, oh, let me say this to you as well. So sign up for bath. We had, I want you to know that we had over 300 slots of people served in last week. In order to make that happen, over 300 served. And I want to say thank you so much because what you did, your boldness, you stood. And when people got out of their cars, they saw you. And when people come to the doors, they saw you. And when people dropped their kids off the nursery, they saw you. When they took their kids to elementary, they saw you. When, when they brought their kids as students like they will tonight, they will see you. It's you. It's you being used by God. You don't understand that you have purpose in your life and you have meaning. You were created more than for a nine to five job or, or a seven to seven to ten job you know these long hours you were created for more than that God created you for eternal purpose and, and at SEC we refuse to let you come and sit soaking sour everybody we we come we want to bring it out of you what God's called you to do see you will never come alive because God wants to empower you to help other people and you will never know what is living as long as you're taken but once you begin to give it's amazing of yourself what God will do through you and in you and how it will change your life forever and 
ever. And that's my passion. My passion is to see you get better. I want your lives to flourish. I want you to find your purpose. And I want you to, I want you to go for it with God. And that's why we do Grow Track. Grow Track. We say Grow Track helps your life get on track. And if you've not taken Grow Track, I'm asking you, listen, let's don't go the rest of the year without it. Amen? Amen. And so go ahead and sign up right now. Uh, matter of fact, we had a group of 22 that graduated last month. I want you to go ahead and sign up on your connection card now. Those of you that are online as well, you can sign up as well. Okay, so let's say it again. It's coming up on the screen. You ready, everybody? Let's say it out loud. Here, input equals outcome. Input equals outcome. The second thing I would tell you how to stay filled with the Holy Spirit. If we're talking about fundamentals is read the Bible daily. Read the Bible daily. You say, well, I don't really need to do that. Oh, yes, you do. Look what it says here. Hebrews 4 and 12. The word of God is what, everybody? Alive and what? Active. So when you read it, it reads you. <laughs> Amen. When you read it, it gets in you. It doesn't stop, you know. It doesn't stop working just when you, when you read it. No, it keeps on working. He goes on. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. It'll cut the way all the way through to where the soul and the spirit meet, to where the joint and the marrow come together. It judges the desires of the thought and the heart. And see, what I want you to know is this, is that many people read the Bible and they say, well, you know, I just don't feel like I get anything out of it. I don't feel like I can understand it. I don't feel, don't worry about what you feel. Don't worry about your feeling. Don't worry about that. No, they say, you know, it's not about what you're getting out of it that matters the most. It's what's getting in you that matters the most. And see, something's happening. Remember, wax on, wax off. No karate kid people here. That's right, that's right. Make me do that. That's what's happening. Like, you know, that's, that's, that's what's happening with the Word of God. When you read it, you feel like you're getting nothing. But all of a sudden, all of a sudden, something comes up. And that, right there in the middle of that, when the enemy's coming in like a flood, all of a sudden, you have anxiety and fear overcoming you. All of a sudden, the Lord speaks to you that word that you put inside of you that you didn't even know was there. says, listen, that there, you are more than conquerors through him who loved you. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world, everybody. Amen. That you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And it gives you a backbone. And you can stand up. Amen. And so the word of God in you. Remember, the word of God in you will be the word of God coming out of you. And that's what gives you what you need and what I need, everybody. Amen. Amen. You can't do better, be better till you know better. And the word of God helps you know better. Amen. It helps you know better. Ephesians 5 and 18 again. Remember what he says? He said, don't be drunk with wine because it will ruin your life. Don't be drunk with anything because it will be ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, you know, when I read this verse, people get nervous, like, oh, my goodness, you know, what does he think about drinking? Well, let me tell you what I think about it. You ask me, Pastor, you think anybody that drinks a, uh, drinks a, a glass of alcohol is going to go to hell? No, but he said, don't be drunk. And, and I want you to know that I don't, I don't drink alcohol, and here's why. I heard I heard that one ounce of alcohol kills 10,000 brain cells. I can't afford that. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. I know some of you. I don't know why you're laughing. <laughs> Maybe this already happened. I don't know. 
I grew up, I grew up with alcoholics. My grandfathers, both of them. I've never seen anything good come from it. I watched my mom go through her second marriage with an alcoholic. I can tell you all the bad things that happened. On my, on my father's side, my grandfather was an alcoholic. He wasn't one that would just drink and get drunk and it'd be over. He would get on a binge and it would be a couple weeks. What I've learned from that experience is this. It's one thing to get drunk, but it's another thing to stay drunk. And the only way that my grandfather could stay drunk was he had to keep drinking. And I think that I think the, the scripture is trying to tell us that the, the, the parallel is the same. Is that with the Holy Spirit, it's not a one time thing. It's not a one and done. It's not a two and through. It's not a three and I'm free. It's a four and I need more. Amen. That's what it is. I need more. And you, you have to have more. It's not like you get it one time and say, oh, I had an experience one time and, and that's it. No, no, no. It's every day I need filling of the Holy Spirit. And without him, I'm nothing. And without him, I'm going to give in to what I want to do. And what I want to do is not good. And what you want to do is not good. But the only good that you see come out of me and the only good I see come out of you is when the Holy Spirit is working. Amen. He's overriding what I want to do. See, I want to hit you. I wanted, to, I wanted to hit you. Yes. But the Holy Spirit asked me to be kind to you. Yes. See, when, when, I was, when you were smiling at me, you really wanted to jack me up. Because the Holy Spirit was working in you, you smiled at me. And you said, well, let me just try this. See, it's the Holy Spirit working in you. And we all need the Holy Spirit working. Amen, everybody? Amen. We need Him working in us. We need to be filled. Okay, on the screen, let's say it again. Here we go. Let's say it. I say it out loud, everybody. You ready? Come on. Input equals outcome. That's right. Input equals outcome. The third thing is this. How to stay filled with the Holy Spirit is this. Worship together with God's people weekly. Look what happened on when the God first sent the Holy Spirit down, when Jesus sent him. Look what happened. It says, on the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together. Notice that. He sent the miracle while they were meeting together. In one place, suddenly there was a sound from heaven like a, like a roaring of a mighty windstorm. And it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like uh, flames of tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them the ability to do so. What I want you to know is the Holy Spirit come down. There was people that were gathering on Pentecost. It was a, it was a festival. And people were coming from all over. Dis, different nationalities of people were coming in to celebrate. And here they were, these guys who had filled with the Holy Spirit, they didn't know how to speak any, they didn't know how to speak their language to tell them about God. But when the Holy Spirit come down, they begin to speak these languages that these people understood. It was a miracle from on high. They begin to speak in a heavenly language. Some people said, you know, speaking with other tongues, they just begin to speak this language and they begin to understand it. And the people, look what the people said. The people said this in Acts 2 and 13. The crowd ridiculed him and said what? They're just what? They're just what? 
They're just drunk. You know what? Yes, they were drunk, but not the way they thought it. You see, it wasn't, it wasn't what Grandpa had in his little steel that got them a little fired up. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't what they was token on that got them a little fired up. Amen. It wasn't, it wasn't a new dust that they were snorting up that got them fired up. It was what they had ingested. The Holy Spirit of God had come down and moved in their lives, and they began to do supernatural things that they could not humanly do without the Holy Spirit. And that's what he wants to do with you. And when we come together, it's amazing how God begins to do the healing. It's amazing how God begins to do the, the miracles in our lives when we come together in his name. Amen? When we come together in his name, the Holy Spirit. Acts 2 and 41, look what it says. On that day, talking about Peter was preaching, Simon Peter is preaching. On that day, 3,000 believers, on that day, 3,000 believed his message and were baptized and were baptized. The Holy Spirit makes a difference in your life. He makes a difference. I want to share with you a, a difference that he made at a guy by the name of Tom Anderson's life. I read this story about Tom Anderson, and listen to what the Holy Spirit did. Tom said, I made a vow to myself on the drive down to the vacation beach cottage. For two weeks, I'm going to be a loving husband and father. I heard the sermon about the Holy Spirit, and I asked the Holy Spirit to fill me. Because the Bible teaches that for a husband to love their husband to love their wives, so I made up my mind for two weeks I was going to be that kind of man. I was going to be more thoughtful. I was going to not fuss on my wife Evelyn for for, for being tardy. I was not going to let her have the remote. I was now going to let her have the remote control and read the magazines. I was going to be different for two weeks. All that was going to change. I did it. Right from the, the moment I kissed Evelyn at the door, I said, Evelyn, the start, that new sweater looks great on you. Oh, Tom, you notice. She said, surprised and pleased and a little shocked. After a, the long drive, I wanted to sit and read. She said, maybe a walk on the beach would be nice. I started to refuse, but then I thought, well, Evelyn's been at home all week with the kids. Maybe I could go for a walk with her. We walked on the beach while the kids flew their kites. So it went. Two weeks of not calling, constantly back to work. I went to visit a museum with her. I hate museums. Held my tongue while she made us tardy for dinner. Relaxed and happy the whole vacation. I made a new vow that I was that I was gonna do what the preacher said and choose to live in the power of the Holy Spirit. There was one thing that went wrong with this experiment. On the last night, as Evelyn was preparing for bed, she had the saddest look on her face. I said, Evelyn, what's wrong? She said with her voice in distress, Tom, do you know something I don't? What do you mean? Well, that checkup I had several weeks ago, our doctor, did he tell you something about me? Tom, you've been so good to me. Tom, am I dying? Evelyn, you're not dying. I've just learned to live in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen, everybody. Amen. See, that's what the Holy Spirit does. He empowers you to do the things that you cannot do yourself. 
even just being nice to your spouse or being nice to your parents or being nice to your parents or being nice to your parents. I was waiting on that. No matter what age you are, being nice to your parents or being nice to your children. Giving you the power to walk into that workplace that you call a hellhole. Walk in that place and with a smile on your face and with a backbone of boldness to know that you are a child of God no matter what you have to endure that day. Amen. To be able to walk to walk down the corridors of that middle school and high school with a backbone, knowing what everybody else is saying on social media and doing, and you know that you're a child of God and that that's good enough for you. To be able to walk on that college campus with a backbone, no matter what everybody else is saying and doing, you know who you are, that you're a child of God and you're filled with His Spirit. Now, knowing, knowing that ne the next, you got to walk in and talk to that banker, you walk in with a backbone because you know who you are, that you're a child of God. Amen, everybody? You know who you are. See, the Holy Spirit reminds you of who you are. When the world tries to label you, He, he, he speaks inside of you to remind you of who you are, that you're a child of God. God, I pray today that you would let your Holy Spirit fire come down and move in us, oh God. Lord, burn away what's not good in us, oh God, and, and Lord, set us on fire for what is good. Father, I pray today that you're the Alpha and the Omega. You're the beginning and the end. You're the bright and morning star, oh God. Lord, you're the wheel within the wheel, oh Holy Spirit, and you're the, you're the hope of our life, oh God. And we come right now, Lord, we realize that, God, you're the encourager, you're the supplier, oh Lord, you're the strength finder, oh God. You're the one that's in us, oh Lord, that we need, oh Lord. You're our hope for tomorrow. Oh God, you're our strength, oh God. You're the power that we need. Oh Holy Spirit, we're asking you today to come down and move in us, oh God. And Lord, let us be the people of God, oh Lord, that we will not give in to the ways of the world, oh Lord. We will not get caught up in what the world says, oh God. But we will walk boldly before men and women, Lord, to, to declare that you are the light of the world and the only hope is in you. And we declare, oh God, that Lord, that you're going to take care of our children. We will not allow the next generation to go and know that the, we want them to know that there's a God in heaven oh Lord and so we ask you Father that right now by the power in the name of Jesus Christ that you would move in us Holy Spirit we open up our lives we open up our homes and we say come in God we open up our workplace and say come in oh God we open up our classroom and say come in oh God we open up everything in our lives and say come in right now by the power of the Holy Spirit oh God let it be so in Jesus name we pray in Jesus name amen 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 hi this is pastor Jeff again I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message if you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net and click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.